0: Hello and welcome to to two little birdies podcast. <laughs> How's it going? Oh, <laughs> it's going.
1: Mom. It's going. It's going. Oh my god! I'm I'm currently in my car. If it's not obvious by how my sound is,
0: um,
1: I'm very dedicated to this podcast. Apparently,
0: very dedicated oh my god. and like I was just totally like, oh mul- my god. multitasking. <laughs> God. Oh, my god. Uh, so, oh my god yeah so just uh yeah i'm okay I'm yeah i'm surviving over here okay 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 good good <laughs> well so how's your week been uh, you started
1: school yes i did um <laughs> it's been it's been pretty chaotic um it's been good awesome. in a lot of different ways <laughs> um there's <clears throat> There's a really good group of students that I have. So that's a positive. It does seem like I have really good parents. Um, They seem super sweet and helpful. Um,
0: Good. Yeah. So
1: there's those good things. Um, The chaos (laughs) is like, um, number one, the schedule is like a later start. And so it's like a later dismissal, obviously.
0: Right, right.
1: I was very spoiled last year with my schedule, right? And so this has been an adjustment, I'll say. Um, but the chaoticness has come in at the afternoon dismissal time. There's not really a system in place right now, and oh yeah,
0: um,
1: you know. There's bus riders and there's car riders and there's daycare riders and mm-hmm. everything in between. And you're trying to make sure, you know, you get all of these children home safely. Like that's like if you're a teacher, you've heard the saying, like, get them fed, get them home. And oh. you know, <laughs> the first day of school, that's our goal. Get them fed, get them home. Like that's, <laughs> yeah. that's the only goal for the first day is that they're healthy. <laughs> They've been yeah. fed and they're yeah. home safely. You're laughing, but it's a it's a saying because that's the only goal. Like you're not trying to teach on the first day. You're just trying yeah. to make sure they get home safely. It's very I think that's safe. our
0: goal as parents also. <laughs> <laughs> it's make, just very make sure they're clean, make sure they're fed, make sure they're healthy, make sure they're safe. Right. Like that that's your base. Yeah, yeah. for sure. So for
1: sure. the transportation <laughs> part um, is scary at times when things right. are chaotic. So for me, yeah, I operate best when there's a clear system in place and things are organized. I may not be <laughs> the most organized, like say in my personal life, but my job, I'm very organized. Yeah. And I think that's probably why it right. kind of like my chaoticness spills over into my personal life, but I'm very organized and I need to know what exactly you want me to do. And I'll do exactly what you want me well, to do. Yeah. And if you exactly. don't, then, you know, I'm going to be coming up with what I think is the best. And then somebody else is <laughs> going to come up with what they think is the best. And right. we're all going to be trying to do what we think is the correct way. And yeah. then that ensues the chaos. <laughs> so right Dismissal yeah
0: whoever's in charge needs a plan and needs to make sure everybody knows the plan and delegates correctly and puts everybody in place and like hey man we're all looking at you because you're in charge so what are we doing here yeah
1: and i mean and, and there's always you know someone that will go ahead and you know take that leadership role but it's like it's always one of those things where it's like okay but if you're going to make me do this, that's fine. But, like, then don't be mad if you, it's not the way that you want it to be done. But it has to be done correctly. So we're all going to have to figure out a way to figure this problem out because it's not being figured out.
0: Well, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. Well, and just because the person's in charge doesn't mean that that person has the best ideas. I'm sorry. Yeah. So there might be somebody that's a good leader, but somebody else that doesn't want to actually do the leading is actually the one that, like, has a good plan of action, you know, right. if somebody else can do the actual leading. Because different people have different skill sets, you right. know, and just because you're the one that likes to, like, kind of take charge and boss everybody around doesn't mean that your your plan is going to work the best for sure. Yeah. I've seen that a lot. So,
1: <laughs> a lot. Yeah.
0: In management.
1: Yeah. So it's just, like, paid for a very chaotic week because we as teachers really care about students and it's, you know, it's a lot of responsibility. And, you know, I don't think people really understand, like, we don't just teach, you know, we don't just teach, yeah. you know, we have, you know, nobody would sign up to, to babysit 18 children, you know, nobody would, nobody would willingly sign on to that. If you said, okay, I'm going to yeah. drop off these 18 kids at your house and you watch them, nobody would really sign up for that, you know, but instead of just watching yeah. them, you also have a million other responsibilities. Um, Obviously, obviously <laughs> teaching, but yeah. their health, you know, their mental health, their emotional health. yeah, um, you know, you're made to be trained on lots of things that is more like nurse type of things. Um, yeah, so,
0: yeah. so I just well, hey, I'm good so I'm gonna ask you some questions about teaching. That's our little theme of this week. But do you want to um catch me up on how? Um, anything else going on outside of work before we get into that or <laughs> or no it's pretty much all that
1: <laughs> I the first week of school I've had no outside life whatsoever I'm now I'm driving home right now and if I get to eat dinner and take a shower and get ready for the next day I'm lucky so no I don't I'm this is this is what I'm doing right now. <laughs> this is what I'm doing. I'm
0: <laughs> Did you guys prepared. go anywhere over the weekend or anything? Oh
1: no, 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 no! i that, that was pretty like, much well, just getting, getting ready. ready for the first day of school. The first day of school was Monday, yeah. so there was a ton of yeah. that stuff to do. So
0: no. Oh my god. No. <laughs> yeah. <No>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> if you're a teacher that's listening, you will understand. If that's
0: yeah. Not, it's yeah. Not,
1: there's not a lot of personal time right now at the beginning of the school year
0: so well okay so before we get into all that can I tell you about my week? I knew that was the (laughs) ultimate goal so go ahead (laughs) always (laughs) (laughs) no I wanted to tell you that I tried the paddle boarding but you probably already saw all the pictures and everything oh okay how'd it go really good we went out there and it was like the sun was starting to go down, you know, not down, but it was like, it was cooling off because it was like, it's, it went from 615 to 745 and it was at the reservoir, like you said, we all rode together, but it was me, Noel, and another girl she had met and the instructor was totally cool and laid back and it was just her and the three of us. So I felt it was like, almost like a private, like kind of class or whatever. And, um, so You get on the paddleboard on your, like pretty much on your knees, you paddle on your knees and you can like, you know, you can get up from your knees, you know, you can either sit on your legs or you can be like just up on your knees. Or, I mean, if you feel comfortable, you can stand up, which I was like, oh my God, there's no way I'm going to stand up. But, you know, she teaches you everything, you know, how to paddle on each side and all that stuff. And then you get out to where she takes you, go out to like this little cove and then each paddleboard has a little anchor. So you anchor in place. (laughs) So... She was trying to get us all around in like an area where she would be able to see, you know, all of us and uh-huh. instruct us and everything. And of course, I'm just like <laughs> going in circles and like I'm like really far away from one person. There's like really far away from the other. And I'm like, OK, paddle on this side, paddle on that side. OK, you're just going backwards and in circles. So then finally she was like, OK, let's get you right here. OK, <laughs> like, I felt like I was going to fall off the whole time. But the board wobbles quite a lot it's like very pretty wide you know and she tells you how to do everything and yeah. then you're like you're really doing these yoga poses like on this board and it's pretty wild but it was so relaxing to be like outside in nature by the water and the trees and the birds and everything it was really it was really cool I'm going again the next three Mondays. I'm gonna do what I signed up. So so, and maybe one day I'll get my own paddleboard because it was really cool.
1: Yeah, and you're in Wake. You're at the Wake Forest Reservoir, like right and, there in town, right?
0: Yeah, literally so close. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so it was good. I had never been back there before. That's where I used to go um, hiking
1: a lot. I. I that's where. That's where Mike proposed to me.
0: Okay. Oh, I didn't know that.
1: Yeah. Um, oh. So so we sweet. were on a hike and he proposed to me on the, like one of the st- little, little, oh yeah, the like it, like one of the little, uh, I don't know what you would call it, but where the path kind of leads to the water, that's where he proposed to me there. Oh.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So mm. it
1: holds a special place in my heart as well.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness. It's
1: very peaceful <laughs> there. Though. There's not a lot of people.
0: Yeah. No, there was like a little, little family of three, like having a picnic, but nothing major. I think I never went down that way because I think like I've tried to find it before, but that building that's right there, I'm like, this is not what, no, this is like a water treatment plant or something. So I always thought I was like, I didn't trust that I was in the right area, you know? Yeah, I think um, it used to be.
1: I think it used to be. Yeah. Yeah, because I don't think you used to yeah, be able so to go back like- there, but then I think whenever that... Uh, treatment center like um treatment center? No, I don't know facility. <laughs> treatment center sounds like, <laughs> like water drug. water
0: plant. Water yeah, like... <laughs> treatment
1: center. Yeah, <laughs> I think it something. wasn't shut down. Then they open it up as like a kind of like a park or whatever, whatever you want to say. But
0: uh, you know, okay, like okay, a, yeah, yeah,
1: hiking area,
0: yeah. But I was standing up on the way back. I finally, on when we were paddling back, I was like, okay, I'm not going to be happy unless I try to stand up. And if I fall in now, that's fine because we're getting ready to go anyways. But I didn't want to fall in the water in the middle of, you know, the whole yoga thing and hold everybody up. But I was like, all right, I'm not going to tell anybody I'm doing it. Nobody pay attention. I'm just going to try to focus and do it. And as soon as I started doing it, the instructor's like, oh, look at you. You're standing up. And I'm like, stop. You're making me nervous. <laughs> <laughs> but then I stood up and paddled in, but I couldn't go quite as fast because I was scared. So I was like, OK, I stood up and then for a little while I got back on my knees so I could go a little faster to get to shore. But um, pretty cool. I guess you can get like a blow up one with a, like a um, what do you like a pump yeah. or whatever for around two hundred dollars. Oh, so in the spring I might. Yeah, I might get one and just have it, stick it under my bed and then just on my days off, just go out there because it was. It was super relaxing and nice and like, I could, I mean, I feel like I could do a little yoga by myself out there, you know?
1: So how how did you feel like?
0: I was surprised what I could do. Can
1: you hear me? Can you hear me? Okay. Yes, I can hear you. Did, did you, um. Oh, sorry. Did you feel like you had to have a lot of core strength? Like, did it feel like that when you were trying to get up on your feet?
0: Okay, so, well, the thing is, is, oh, just to stand up?
1: Yeah, to stand up, did you feel like you needed a lot of core strength?
0: No, the standing up wasn't wasn't so bad at all. And then one of the other girls ended up standing up too. So the standing up was not as bad. Now, trying to actually hold a yoga position where your body is, like, awkwardly all, yeah. you know, you're, like, trying to lift up your back left leg and your right front arm you know and so and everything's kind of like wobbly so uh, it that took a lot of strength because you're on something that is sturdy but not super sturdy because you're on the water so I was pretty shaky like there's one of the pictures where I'm like ah (laughs) you know trying to do yeah (laughs) um so I would like get into the position and be like you know you think you have balance but you need a whole other set of you know like flexibility and balance to be able to do it on that but I hope to get better over the next few, yeah. you know, times. It's something different. It was cool. I'm glad I tried yeah, it. excited to do fine. it again. Was it was it Just something yeah, different or
1: no? It was pretty
0: Yeah, kind oh, of expensive. Okay. I think I got all four for like 120. So that's like $30 for each one, but I think if I didn't get the package it was going to be 40. Okay. But I mean it's yeah, but it's with the paddleboard, it's an hour and a half, so you're you're paddleboarding and you're doing yoga, you're doing it all at the same time, you know, whatever, and the hour and a half, so I mean, and it's like, it's an experience, you know what I mean? Like, you can take a yoga class or go paddleboarding any day, but to be able to do it together like that was pretty cool. Yeah, that sounds so, fun. Sounds
1: relaxing. Relaxing, yeah. but it's still a workout.
0: It It was, it was. And I'm trying to think what else have I done this week. Hmm, not much. I went for a walk with mom on Monday and I went for a walk with mom or er, today. Yeah, this morning. Um, But yeah, haven't really been doing too much. Cleaning up my house and reading my book. Well, wait a
1: second. You guys of... did do some stuff this past what? weekend that I was super jealous of. Okay. Oh.
0: Um, what did we do? Well,
1: maybe what it was just this one thing. But you guys went and saw some music or something, didn't you?
0: Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, we did. We went out Friday and went to unwind and tonic and to gateway tavern. We, you know, and got all, you know, just had fun doing all that, like drinking doing karaoke and you know, the unwind, you're like up on the rooftop. So that's cool. That's where we started. But then on Saturday, yes, Saturday, um, I did do some stuff. Look at me. Um, yeah, Lexi invited us. There was this like kind of reggae band, um, tree house or yeah. something. So mom and Wallace went and took Chloe and then like Lauren was there and her friend Kaylin and her sister. I can't think of her sister's name. And then, um, like Lauren's friend, Donna and her niece, or I don't know something. So there was a good group there. Um, and there was like a band that played at first and I can't remember who they were. They just played for a little bit like the opening band or whatever. And it was like raining and stuff. So, um, You know, I was, like, running out, trying to get the umbrella, trying to hide under stuff. But then they were under a tent, so as long as you could, like, be under the tent, you were fine. Or you could go into the building, you know, and hang out in the building, too. Like, at the Yacht Club or whatever, that place in Youngsville. Yeah, I've never been there. Um, But, yeah, it was nice. I haven't gone and seen um, that kind of live music and that I actually wanted to dance to in quite some time, you know. So, it was fun. yeah. And then, yeah, but I mean, like I had off Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, and I've just kind of been just kind of chilling. I mean, doing stuff I have to do, but nothing major, you know, I'm really trying to get myself to like work out. I mean, so Chloe's had her first week, so it's been like getting up at like 630 every morning, which I, my body is not used to, like I drop her off and I'm like, oh my God. i'm so tired because i'm used to staying up late and getting up later we both are so like i'm trying to tell us like okay we have to go to sleep because we have to get up in the morning okay um but yeah she's having a great week and you know she's like picking out her little outfits and doing her little makeup and hair and you know she's seventh grade so she cares like a lot more about that stuff and but she has some friends and you know her classes that she knows and People that she kind of knows that she's getting to know better and stuff, and um, so and I mean they haven't really given her too much work to do so far. And then on Tuesday she tries out for soccer, so we'll see how that goes. Oh,
1: that's exciting! So, does she like her classes?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Likes her teachers and stuff. She's actually taking Spanish, so she does like, um, yeah. She'll she has like her core classes or whatever, you know. Like she has like homeroom, and then she'll have, like, English, math, um, and science, and what's the other one, social studies, and then she has, like, one day she'll have gym, and then one day she'll have Spanish, so, um, she's, I think she'll really, I think she'll have fun, yeah, 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 so, I, I think she likes the Spanish class the best, she said he's strict, but, and he's just talking to him in Spanish, like, when you have to go to the bathroom, you have to ask in Spanish and stuff, so, (laughs) But she has a couple of little girl friends that, you know, are Spanish, so I think it'll be cool for her to try to talk to them and yeah, stuff.
1: Yeah, I mean it's a very good skill to have. I mean I wish I would have
0: hopefully she'll got stick better with it. at
1: it. You know, like I took it in um high school and college and I still feel like I don't know
0: anything. <laughs> yeah. I know, I know. But yeah, so far so good. I mean, she has everything she needs and stuff, and so we're just trucking along. Um, nothing, nothing too crazy yeah. so far. Yeah, that's we'll good. see. We'll see what this year brings. Yeah. She has early release on Friday, and then they have Monday off for Labor Day. So I think we're gonna go to the pool one last time with Lexi or something. Oh, so she has a uh,
1: early release. Okay, tomorrow.
0: Already tomorrow. the first week. <laughs> yeah, tomorrow wow. already. Oh, that's yeah. Nice. I know. Oh, well, yeah,
1: yes, you know, tomorrow <laughs> is my uh flat appointment, so. so I'm going to those and then, um, I guess trying to enjoy a long weekend after my whole tooth surgery or whatever you want to say. Getting that, yeah, so. oh my god, yeah, yay, <laughs> yeah, but at least I have a long weekend <laughs> to recover <laughs> afterwards, so I get to see my cute dentist again.
0: Oh, yes, awesome, <laughs> yeah, see if you can. Sneak, sneak a few <laughs> Let's Be like, <laughs> <Excuse> me, <sir. laughs> um, I made ba- I made pad Thai today. Okay. okay. Oh yeah, with the little Thai noodles and um, did like okay. you know like chopped up, cook the little egg and mix it up with the chicken and some onions and some garlic and um, okay. have some scallions and some cilantro. And then the sauce. I'm I'm giving the audience, uh, um, you know, the what it, you know, giving them an idea for dinner. Um, <laughs> well, this is our recipe segment of okay. our show today. <laughs> but to make the sauce is weird. It's like um, brown sugar, soy sauce, sriracha, um, lime juice. It's just like I mean, you have to look it up, but it's a lot of weird flavors all to and peanut butter. It's a lot of weird flavors all together, but it actually—it tastes really good. Like that before, though.
1: So, can you hear me? Okay. Yeah,
0: I, I had keep not. Breaking
1: really. up a little bit. I can hear you. Yeah. Okay. I keep, you keep breaking oh, it's all up good. on me.
0: Um. Okay. So. Oh. Well, I don't know what's happening. Well, usually when we break up, it doesn't sound that bad when we go back and listen to it. So. Okay. Um. Well, hopefully, it's fine. I don't Listener,
1: know what. Sorry if it isn't. Um.
0: Okay. Do you have yours on audio only? You have yours on yeah, audio only, right? I always do. Yeah. 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 I don't, it says something. Okay. Anyways. Um, all right. So I'm going to ask you a few questions about teaching okay. and stuff. Uh, I, I don't know if a lot of these will have a lot of the same answers or what, but um, okay. So what would you tell your younger self about teaching? what um okay like so, when you were... when i was
1: like a first year teacher yeah christina yeah you hear what i'm saying
0: oh you're yeah no we're like losing each other i think okay oh can you hear me are you getting out into the country? I'm in the same
1: place. <laughs> <that's Minnesota. laughs>
0: yeah, I can hear you. now. Okay.
1: Um. So you're saying, what would I tell my younger self as like a first year teacher?
0: I guess. Yeah. Okay. As, yeah. A younger yeah.
1: Younger um, yeah. Well, I feel like this year there's actually a first year teacher down the hallway from me, and I really feel for her because. Every day, she's, like, super stressed out. Like, every day. I can tell, like, she's just, like, really, really stressed out. Um, It's just very hard. If you've never done it before, you don't know what to expect. Um, She actually had came in as a first-year teacher, and she was like, I'm going to do these clubs, and I'm going to do these after-school things. And, like, our principal was like, "Um, let's just, like, get through the first year of teaching before we do you know, anything extra because it's a lot. Yeah,
0: like biting off more than you can chew type thing. Like just being really like gung-ho about that's, everything. Yeah, that's how stupid mean.
1: But um, for me, um, if I had to look back and tell myself, you know, anything, it would probably be to like just take a deep breath, that everything's going to work out, everything doesn't have to be perfect, and just go with the flow. Because I think that's the biggest thing in teaching. Like nothing goes the way you plan it. You can plan the most perfect lesson. And, you know, a kid throws up on you or somebody gets a bloody nose. Right.
0: Um, Oh, yeah. And I I think there's a lot of of parallels with parenting, too, because you think you're going to be this certain kind of parent. You know, you think you're going to be this certain kind of teacher and, you know, you think you're going to teach all your kids all this stuff. You're going to go all these places and do all this stuff. And then, yeah, same type thing. The kid throws up on you or the kid throws a fit or, you know, so you're dealing with a lot of the same. Yeah. Type stuff. So I I would just say Um, to,
1: you know, just go with the flow and that if it doesn't work out perfectly, that it'll be okay. Because I think a lot of times over my career, I've been such a perfectionist that I get to the point of, Intense anxiety over everything being perfect. And it's just never going to be that way. It's never going to be that way. So you just kind of have to say, okay, well, we'll try again tomorrow because it's not going to work today.
0: Yeah. Um, Okay. So I'm going to go back a little and maybe kind of try to like work through your whole career a little bit. So I'm going to go back and I'm going to ask you, um, well, how. What did you want to be when you grew up? Like, did you always know that you wanted to be a teacher or, um, you know, kind of what? Yeah, uh, no, I didn't,
1: I didn't always want to be a teacher. When I was a kid, if you would have asked me what I wanted to do, I wanted to be a writer. I would write books all the time. I I would, you know, mom said they were great. (laughs) Um, But when (laughs) I went to college, um, I was undecided at ECU. I was undecided. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I had no idea. I was just hanging out, having a good time. But by, um, I think my sophomore year, or maybe towards the end of my freshman year, I decided that I was going to major in psychology. And (laughs) I went to that class, and they were talking about all these different requirements. And I was like, okay no, no, I'm not going to be able to do this. So I switched my, my
0: mate. Yeah. Like, had you thought like, oh, when you decided you were going to do that, where you're like, oh, I'm going to be a psychologist. And it was like, oh, well, this is like a doctorate. It's going to take like 10 years. And then that's what kind of made you like, Um, well, I was
1: was planning to major in psychology and be a psychologist, but you know, what got me is, and it's so funny. It's so funny how life works. Um, They were just talking about all these different, like, projects and things a lot of like public speaking a lot of a lot of work that I was gonna have to do and I'm uh, extremely shy and I don't like speaking in front of people and so um yeah said no I mean I I literally changed my major for that reason and I changed it to sociology kind of on a whim because I had you know learned a little bit about sociology it was interesting to me and I knew it would pair well with what I had already taken for psychology, you know? So like my classes would, you know, go over to the sociology major without like losing a lot of credits. And so sociology,
0: what would someone do with a sociology degree become a sociologist?
1: (laughs) So, um, sociology is basically like the study of people, their interactions, society, culture. Um, it's very, very interesting. If you haven't taken any sociology classes, I definitely recommend it. Um, I took a lot of like, I took a lot of really interesting classes. I took, um, a lot of sexual relationship classes. I took marriage and family classes, like deviant behavior classes. Um, it's, it's oh. basically just the study of people, so it's very, very interesting. So I went with that, and my end goal was to be like a researcher, so like um, basically doing a lot of studies on people. So
0: that was okay. my end goal. Obviously, I didn't and, end up doing it. And then you would like you would make your money by getting yeah. like published yeah. in. magazines or like newsletters yeah okay yeah like
1: my professors like of course they were the ones that like wrote my textbooks that I had at ECU Um, oh oh wow like oh wow publishing if you're going to be a professor um in a in a you know a major college
0: Um, yeah
1: uh, and that you know they're they were doctors too um like they had their doctorates I mean yeah um and so Mm -hmm. i had planned to do that one of my professors had even like um come came to me and like said you know that he wanted me to do this research project with him and again it was my fear of talking to people (laughs) just looks so funny talking to people that kept me from doing that because i was gonna have to go around and i was going to have to talk to classes about my research project and, um, you know, pass out some oh, surveys wow. and get all yep. this information, collect some data. And I, I just, like, I couldn't bear to do it. Like, I don't even know how I got through college because I was that fearful of speaking in front of people. Um, so it's very funny that now I'm in a career where, although it's children, I do speak in front of adults a lot also. So, like, it's very funny how yeah. that's <laughs> changed. But, um, so.
0: Right. Once, and you have yeah. a podcast. So
1: once I. <laughs> Um, graduated. I, you know, had my sociology degree. Um, That's a longer story about why I didn't continue that. But um, I did have my bachelor's degree in sociology, but then I came out of college, didn't know what I was going to do. I uh, worked some, you know, Walmart jobs type things. And then um, I ended up um, substituting because uh, our stepdad, Wallace, was um, in the school system, and he said, Well, mate, why don't you try substituting? And so I tried substituting, and okay. I really liked it. And um, I ended up substituting. And then from there, I became a teacher assistant. And um, from there, I really enjoyed uh, being a teacher assistant. And then I became a teacher um, from there.
0: And so were you able to, okay, so you were able to move from substituting and then you were able to get a teaching assistant. Did your degree play into being a teacher's assistant or do you have to, for people that are listening, have to have any kind okay. of degree for yeah, so that So when I was a
1: teacher job? assistant, I think at the time, I don't think it's changed. I think it's still to be highly qualified is what they call it, highly qualified. Now they call it instructional assistants you have to have at least a two year associate's degree. So I had a bachelor's degree, so I was totally like well above what I needed to have. Um, and I think it Okay. I think it may vary. I may be incorrect, but I think if you are in a different county than where I was, I was in Wake County. You may be able to get away with maybe just a high school diploma or a GED, but I know in Wake County, they called it highly qualified and you had okay. to have a two-year degree. So I became a teacher assistant. And while I was a teacher assistant, I ended up going back to college for another two years at Barton College. And that's where I was studying um, K-6 education. In um,
0: Okay. And did a lot of what you had carry over? Like how much of the degree that you already had would you say um, was it a lot of those classes like psychology and sociology seem like they would well, carry over a little so, bit, right? I got or I the
1: case uh, six licensure. That's why I only had just, I was there for about two and a half years because basically the undergrad general ed that I had from my first degree counted towards this degree. So this, so... For people that know, like, the first two years of college, you know, is your general ed. And then, like, the second two years, you're mostly focused on your major and your minor. So, this was, like, taking, like, the second two years of college, basically. So, it was all education that I was taking um, because I had already had my general ed.
0: Okay. Okay. And did you know when you were doing K through 6 that you... um. Did you know pretty early on that you wanted to concentrate on the littler ones? I mean, I think I know your favorite grade because me and mom were talking about what questions we could ask you. And I was going to say, what's your favorite grade? I mean, I think everybody knows it's yeah, kindergarten, right? So
1: okay, so when I was a teacher assistant, I was in pre-K. And so that was four-year-olds and a Title I program. And um, I loved that. That's what made me become a teacher is that that age. And so when I got my first teaching job, I did want kindergarten. Um, but I ended up my first year of teaching, teaching second grade, which I did enjoy. Um, but then I've, I've been moved around a lot, but I've, I went on to the next year of teaching kindergarten and fell in love with kindergarten. I spent a lot of years in kindergarten, Yeah, but most recently I've been teaching first grade, um, had another year of second grade right. in there, um, and if you asked me today, I would probably say first grade actually because, um, okay. kindergarten, I do love it and always have like a special place in my heart. And I would always do it again if I, the opportunity presented itself. It's just a ton and ton of work, and like my younger self can do that. <laughs> and like now, I just don't know if I have the same level of energy and excitement that I had when I first started teaching that you really need for kindergarten, plus the maturity, the independence yeah. level is just, it's very difficult. And then in first grade, you still have the sweetness, but the independence is more there. And the learning is really like yeah. the curriculum in first grade is pretty exciting. So I, most recently, I would say first.
0: And I guess that has a lot to do with, too, by the time they get to first grade, hopefully they have all the building blocks from kindergarten, where in kindergarten you're kind of starting at square one. Like, some kids come in knowing some stuff, but you have to get a child from possibly not knowing their letters or letter sounds to be able to read by the end of the well, year, right? And at least by yeah, first grade. First, usually they've had, or
1: you know, the exposure of kindergarten, um, but they're still a lot of gaps you still will have uh first graders that won't know letters and sounds and some that aren't reading so it yeah it just depends I mean there's a variety but yeah I mean if they've had a solid good year of kindergarten they should come in with you know all their letters all their sounds and they should be reading but that's just not always the case but it hasn't been the case for the last like
0: right two years it hasn't been the case so um Okay, um, what have you, um, okay, so I guess kind of two questions and you can kind of answer them together. So one question is, um, what has changed since you started teaching? And then the other question is, how have you changed since you started um, teaching? Like what um, the environment or what was expected of you when you first started out and over the years and, you know, through COVID and all that and when you went into it? Did you already have an understanding of like okay we're going to have to, you know kind of did they used to have nurses in the school when you first started and like all the other responsibilities that have you know over the years how much more complicated or convoluted or whatever has it gotten I guess and how have you um, dealt with
1: okay that? so that was a lot of different questions but um the first question um that I'll address but um as far as like the nurse type duties um it depends on the school some schools will have a nurse that will be there full time a lot of times now they are sharing um nurses um between you know maybe five schools um but that hasn't drastically changed since i started teaching that was pretty much the case when i started teaching there was um a nurse i think that was there but she wasn't always going to always going to be there i as a teacher assistant had to give insulin to a student in my class, I had to check her blood sugar. Um, as a teacher assistant, I was, uh, let's see, maybe 22 years old, um, doing something that yes, I had been trained on. Um, but no, I did not feel comfortable with, you know, um, it it was not, I, I did not feel like that was an appropriate responsibility for somebody that's 22, 23 years old. Um, in somebody's life is depending on what you do. Um, so that, that hasn't really changed. I mean, you're always responsible for kids that have allergies. You're responsible for their EpiPens, their inhalers, um, anything like that, allergies. Um, so that hasn't really changed, but, um, I would say, as far as education goes and like where I started and where it's now at, I think there's a big focus on social emotional awareness now, much more so than there was when I first started teaching, uh, which is, yes. Like
0: mental health? There's a lot just,
1: more social emotional yeah, skills yeah. that are being taught to kids from kindergarten up that were not being taught to kids when I first started teaching Um, I think,
0: and have you seen a difference in how that helps them get along with each other and be more inclusive and more understanding of people with differences or just how to deal with their own emotions and stuff? Do you feel like that's been a good positive? Yeah. So a
1: lot of the schools now have social emotional classes. So like the last two schools that I've been at have had a social emotional class. Class, So it's like, it's, it's included in like an art music PE type of class. So you have the school counselor that comes and does social emotional awareness lessons with the kids. You also, for the last several years are required to do a morning meeting, which is also another mental health, um, like check in lesson every day. So Um, yeah, it's definitely helped the kids have skills to be able to deal with their own emotions, deal with, um, you know, somebody else's emotions, knowing how to properly respond to those emotions. Because when I first started teaching, it was more so, you know, shut up and listen. You know what I mean? Um, I I was at more of a old school kind of school where it was just like the teachers have been there for 30 years. They were very set in their ways, and this is the way it is, and there's, you don't need to say anything. This is the way we said it. That's it. And now it's it's moving more towards um, students being much more aware of their emotion and being able to control their emotions, figure out problems and
0: solutions,
1: you know, what their problem is and how to solve it. So yeah, I think it's drastically yeah. changed. I mean that this I would say for the past maybe like five years has made it there's they've made a really big shift and there's been a lot more funding for that. Um so it's been positive.
0: Yeah. yeah. Good. Um and so okay, so take me through like your day or like your week. Um okay, so going up to it, you are setting up your classroom and you are pretty much responsible for having um you have the curriculum set and um you're making sure you have all the supplies and everything that you need for the class are you talking um, about like work days um, before school starting and or how much about? yeah i guess like yeah in in being this the first week like okay over the weekend you were just like setting up the class and what does that look like like you're like putting up posters and getting, you know, like you're getting everything all set. Like what kind of stuff are you doing when you're going um, in to set the yeah, classroom I mean, up?
1: Well, when I moved into the classroom that I am in right now, um, we had to paint the walls. Um, there's a lot of cleaning that's involved. Um, what, whatever.
0: That's so crazy to me that you have to clean and whatever, paint your, your own room. Like, whatever they was there within
1: the closet. Like, um, I was, I was a, you know I'm a first grade teacher this year, but there was a second grade third grade combo class in the classroom that I'm in. So everything that was second grade or third grade all had to be moved out. I had to move all that out. Um, anything that other teachers have left in the classroom that is not something that you want or need or whatever, you have to move all of that out. So it's almost like moving out of a, like a small house really. Um, so you're doing all that, getting everything organized before you can really even start putting your stuff in. It's like, you're, um, you know, decluttering everything that's already in there. So, um, that in itself takes a little bit of time, but, um, yeah. So once you start putting your stuff in, you're, I mean, it's so many different things. There's posters, there's, you know, your seating charts, your, your supplies, and then it's just a lot of other things behind the scenes, like on your computer, making sure that you have all of your documentation for your parents, setting up like a class dojo account, setting up a like the social emotional lessons account, doing all of those types of things so that you're ready to teach the curriculum. You're doing trainings, you're doing meetings, talking about how transportation should have went, <laughs> Um, what kind of committees yeah. that you have to be on <laughs> yeah. because you have to uh, sign up for different committees that are all involved with the school things, you know, like there's the medical training that we have to do. There's all of the videos and stuff, training stuff that you have to do for, um, you know, just making sure that you are abided by all the ethics and making sure that all of their records are confidential, all those kinds of types of trainings. Um, but it's just you know little piddly things too, like making sure that you have lunch tags for all your students and that you have all of your lockers with their names on it and that kind of just like piddly things like that. But all those little tiny things that seem like you know that's going to take no time at all. It just the list keeps going and going and going and going, and then it's yeah the teaching part <laughs> like is like <laughs> comes second to all this yeah. other stuff. Before you can even start worrying about your teaching,
0: do you have like a do you have like a little book collection in your room or like do you have little um, are they still doing what do you call it like little play centers or what, do you still do any of that kind of stuff in first grade where you bring in like your own um, I don't know like where they go to different sections to d- learn different things do you feel like you have um, a lot of flexibility Um, in how you set up your classroom and how
1: great they're not even doing play centers in kindergarten at the school that I'm at which is a shame because there's a lot of learning that takes place in play-based learning but um play-based centers but um yeah so the curriculum this year it it changes every year that's another thing that's changed throughout the years um curriculum changes all the time so the curriculum that we have this year um like North Carolina has a standard course of study um, and we have the common core standards. Common core standards are supposed to be um, the same throughout, you know, the 50 states. So that's why they did that to try to kind of make sure that we're all teaching the same thing. All of the kids are coming out of school with the same knowledge. Um, So this, if anybody doesn't know, standard-based uh, learning or, um, sorry, sta- the standards are just like the basic, like the goals, like they're going to be able to sound out words or they're going to be able to read this informational text that's on grade level. So their goals are all supposed to be the same, but the curriculum is different based on counties, based on state. So like the curriculum that we have in this County is different than what I just had last year in Wake County. So I'm getting to know this curriculum and this curriculum is mandatory. So you have to follow it. Like it's, there's not a choice in it. So it's pretty
0: mandatory. Can you can you like, juice it up or give your own little pizzazz and how you present it and stuff? Like, do you or do you feel like you're able to be creative and how you're uh, presenting I think this the material? I guess this year will be the I first guess? year in a while
1: where I feel like I'm not going to be doing that as much as I normally do, um, and that's good and bad. Like the reason why I think most teachers like teaching is because their creativity, you know, like they like to be able to implement their own ideas based on the standards. Um, but yeah, this year it's pretty much laid out for you. Yeah, we will do, I think what you're thinking of is like centers. Um, but centers is really just like another way of saying work, you know, but, um, they'll still do centers that are going to be more like teacher choice, but the curriculum within like the reading and the math, this year is going to be very much dictated to us, so there's not going to be a lot of creativity this year. Um, it's it's, it's kind of unfortunate because it, it does make it a little less fun in some ways. It's good, um, you don't have to do as much work, I guess, because it's already laid out for you, you just have to follow it. You just have to follow,
0: okay? It. Yeah, that's what I was gonna, yeah, that's what I was gonna ask. Is it, yeah, is it easier in one way because it's like, okay, here it is, here's what you're teaching. Where otherwise there was so much flexibility, you had to come up with a lot of your own ideas. But yeah. then yet, yeah, like, takes away yeah. the creative so, part. I mean, so, yeah, this I can year see both sides. Yeah. Um,
1: you know, whatever I can get away with as far as my own creativity goes, I will. Because that's kind of where the joy is. Um, But that's the curriculum that they want us to use. And I'm required to use it. So,
0: I'll be using it. <laughs> yeah. And so, okay, so then you go in the first day, and you're pretty much just getting to know everybody. And do you have like little icebreakers you do to get to know all the kids? And then, um, do you feel like the first week you're just getting to know everybody and setting the ground rules and getting all the papers signed and doing all that stuff? Do you feel like there's, um, do you just hop right so, into? So okay, so like the first,
1: the first day, like I said, it's just like you know, feed them and get them home. Like, um, it's a lot of rules and procedures. Like, where does my pencil go when it's dull? Like, what do I do with it? I don't know what to do with it. What do I do with my chair? Oh, I have to push it in. Uh, What do I do when it's lunchtime? Oh, I have to go get my lunchbox. And it sounds like, you know, probably the most ridiculous to people that are not (laughs) in teaching. But all of that, like, really, honestly, like today's Thursday, like, we're finally kind of at the point where it's like, Okay. Like you put your lunchbox where it goes and you're ready for when we go to lunch. So there's a lot of routines and procedures, routines and procedures all week. And it'll continue this whole first nine weeks. It's just, this is the way I want you to do it because this is the way that we're not going to have a problem later. Like yeah. we have to do the fire drill this way every single time so that you don't get lost, you know? But, um, um but it's just the, so um, much. It's just so, the, <laughs> it's um, so much. Yeah, the first day and throughout the whole week. It is it's a lot of observing and like just looking at kids and their personalities, who's getting along with who, who has things going on at home, what academically they need to work on that you can figure out very quickly in the first week. Um even if if you don't do a lot of academics, you can find out pretty quickly. Um just say who can write their name on their paper. Who knows what a date is. Um, Right. Yeah. It's it's a lot of like this week, you know, we're sharing about our families each day. I have a group of students um, that they're telling all about their family every day. Each You know, it's about five kids every day that are talking about their family, talking about their pets. So we get to know them that way. But I also, along with that, like social emotional piece, we do a greeting every morning. And that seems like a small thing, but it's a really big thing where... Every week I choose a different student to be the greeter and they get to choose how they want to greet their friends and they have to go around the room and greet every single person in the classroom. And it's really sweet because it seems like, okay, this is a waste of time. But if you see the kids' faces and seeing, oh, like somebody said, good morning to me, you know, and they can do like, you know, high fives or hugs or waves yeah. or whatever it is. But just starting your day like that. Um, is important.
0: Well, and everybody's recognized and you're not just sitting there and feeling like you're invisible or, you know, or nobody's talking to you or, you know, whatever. So, so I, I mean, yeah, and that's this so week I, that's ha- so I
1: nice. do have a, well, really I have a couple cute. of students that don't speak a lot of English. Um, and so it just happened to be, you know, I didn't know that when I put her name in that slot for the like helper or whatever to be the greeter. But so she doesn't speak a lot of English. So it's like really good practice for her also to feel included because you know I'm helping her say good morning to everybody and everybody's saying good morning back to her you know and I think that's made her feel really special this week her mom wrote me a note about it so you know so it's yeah this week is just really like can you follow basic routines and procedures and if you can't what am I going to do to help you do that (laughs) because Mm -hmm. we're not going to do this all year right right
0: (laughs) Um, and I guess, so we're, we're wrapping up and getting towards the end of it. And I guess the last thing I'll ask is, um, what, um, one, what advice do you have for parents? And I mean, I guess mostly would just be like, well, make sure they have everything they need. Obviously make sure they, um, they have probably have a full belly when they get to school and they've got enough sleep and everything, you know, what, all that kind of stuff. But also, um, uh, what was I going to say? Um, Any kind of uh, things that you would suggest that parents do with kids or any websites or any good, um, just any, I guess, any advice or any apps or any, anything that you would suggest to help them get ready for going to school? So, okay, so academically, Um,
1: academically. prior to first grade, um, you know, it really, a lot falls on their kindergarten teacher. But I I say it goes back to before you put them into school. I think before you put them into school, they should know how to write their name. They should know their basic letters and sounds. They should know their basic shapes, things like that. Like basic things that you think are like, oh, well, they'll just learn in kindergarten. Kindergarten goes at a very fast pace. And you spend, you know, like the first couple of weeks doing letters and sounds, but then you're rolling into words and then you're rolling into reading. So I would say getting that basic preschool knowledge is really important so that they don't come into first grade still not knowing their letters and sounds, because I do still have a lot of children that do not know that, um, that don't know how to count that I have students right now that don't know how to count to five. Um, so just spending that time one-on-one with your child, um, I would say you are your child's first teacher. I would not leave it to the school system to educate your child. I yeah. think if you bring a child into the world, it's your responsibility to educate them. Yeah. Your te- your child's teacher is going to teach them the curriculum, you know, and, but you know, they're not going to be sitting there teaching your kid, you know, basic things like blowing their nose or tying their shoes or things like that, that should have happened at home or Writing their name. There's not enough time to sit there with a child one on one just to write their name. Of course, I've done it a million times, but just like the basic things so that they're prepared so that they're not struggling in school. Um, But like you said, like making sure that they're fed, making sure that they have enough sleep, making sure that if like something happened at home, that you let the teacher know that, you know, that your dog just died so that there's some kind of understanding at school that. Oh, okay. That's why this kid is off today and having problems. Um, I'm trying to answer all those questions that you asked. What else did you ask?
0: Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, and if you have any um, good sources, I guess, like for for parents, you know, where they're looking, like, you know, what kind of apps or websites or any of those kind of things that are that you've found, because there's so many out there. But as a teacher any that you've found that are, you know, easy to use or, you know, cause everybody uses like their phones and their, you know, iPads and all this kind of stuff. But like um, some that you find that are actually good and actually are teaching, okay, well, you know, them, I'm going to say this, you know, i guess. And getting them prepared.
1: Um, I kind of not for that. Um, so I'll, I'll say this, like outside today at recess, it's, a beautiful day. The humidity's down. There, It's a shaded area. Kids, okay, kids today, <laughs> Um, generally speaking, I know all students are not like this. Kids today are spending way too much time on their computers, on their iPads, and I know it's the way of the world, and that's where we're headed, and that's technology, and that's being a global citizen, and that's being prepared for the future, and you need all of those skills, but outside today at recess, like, the kids were they won't, they won't play anymore. And there's like a certain, there's a certain like level of not knowing how to pretend anymore. Not, not knowing how to interact anymore. Like they just, they'll play for a little bit and then they come and they just sit down and we look at each other as teachers and we're like,
0: Oh my God.
1: Because as a child, if you and me probably remember like, Oh, it's recess time. Fun time to play outside, stretch, you know talk to my friends
0: yeah you're literally running around and looking at you know the trees and the bugs and the sticks and you're playing on the playground and you're making so up games and you're it's, God just, it's
1: just the way of oh my the world gosh. right now where kids are spending way too much time on their computer i would rather a parent sit and have you know a bag of cheerios and be counting the cheerios or be driving down the road and say, oh, the speed limit is 25. Look at that number. It's 25. We have to go 25. Okay, mommy's going to go 25. And like everyday interactions like that, taking your kid to the library, talking, okay, we're going to walk around the garden. Oh, this flower is white. Oh, look how many petals are on the the flower. Things like that, I think actually speaking to your child, reading to your child, are far better than any website that I could recommend. Of course, there's like lots of websites, but that would be my advice is read to your child. There's an immense amount of vocabulary that they're going to get from somebody that's reading aloud to them or you're letting them read to you. Then, you know, just sitting on a computer. Oh, here you go. Yeah. Here's your headphones. Bye. Leave me alone for a while. Um, And I know that's, you know, I'm not yeah. a parent and and I can definitely understand, like, you know, needing that time to say, OK, here's your iPad. Leave me alone for a minute. But um, I think that's what's missing right now in society is that we're not interacting with our children enough. And it's to me, it's really yeah. sad when I see people like at dinner and their kids on an iPad and their kids on their phone because there's social skills that come with interacting yeah. with the adults or with the other children that are at the restaurant with you. And if you continue to allow your child to just be given a phone and that's your entertainment. And then, you know, they, they have that throughout their whole entire childhood, where are their social skills supposed to be taught? If that's, if that's how it's going to be the entire time and then they're 16 and you're wondering why they don't want to talk to you. I mean, you can blame yourself. That being said, right. <laughs> um, there's, there's, there's a lot. I mean,
0: like ABC <laughs> yeah. is
1: good. Starfall is good. Um, ABC mouse is good. Those are all really good ones that, you know, for reading. Uh, there's a lot that I have access to that I probably couldn't share here because they're not like public websites. They're more like you have to have a, um, a subscription and they're probably pretty expensive. Um. But other ones would be like Storyline Online, that's free. If you have a subscription, you could do Tumble Books. Um, there's just, t- there's a ton out there. But like I said, it's just to me, I think it's the focus needs to be more on what can, what can I do? What can get I get the do kids off the computers? Um,
0: and yeah, and having outside time and having just time where they're just playing yeah, with their dolls playing games with your family and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. Playing
1: games with family. And going to, take to the parks
0: and go, yeah, having to add it, and subtract
1: yeah. when you're, you know, just, you know, counting your spaces on a freaking game board. I mean, things like that, it seems like you're not learning anything and people kind yeah. of brush it off like, oh, well, it's not learning time, but it is. And I think that's kind of what's missing right now is I think a lot of yeah. parents and forgive me if... <laughs> I'm offending anybody, uh, but they they've kind of like checked out. Like it's like the iPad has become the babysitter, and to me, I just have a, like a personal yeah huge problem with it. Um, <laughs> but but I also don't have children, so you know everybody can just yeah say no I, to me about that. But <laughs> <yeah. laughs> that's just how I feel.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh, no, I I that's crazy what you said about recess that they're like they're out there and like instead of just playing, they would rather just sit there and, like, they're not knowing how to... That's just so crazy to me that, like, that's actually evolutionary. Like, it's actually changing the social environment. It's actually changing. Oh, my God. But, I mean, well, I guess it it's like and that and with like, adults, I mean, too. It really, oh. really
1: is. I mean, like, yeah. adults are using their phones more often, too. And so it's like... So even if you're not sticking your kid on an iPad, you know, but if you're, your face is always in your phone... And you're never interacting also like even if you're not giving your kid an iPad, but you're just glued to your phone, then you're not having those conversations with your kid either. Um, And I mean, I'm definitely guilty of, you know, using my phone too much, but I also don't have children. But, um, you know,
0: it's. Yeah. But just going for a walk, there's so much you can see and so much you can do in just a simple walk around the neighborhood and the conversations that will happen and just. Being outside, yeah, yeah, there's a lot. I know I miss those times with Chloe, but she is. Hey, she's not on a phone, at least I don't think she is. She's, I just saw her, she just walked past the window with her friends. So, I just want to say, I'm very proud (laughs) my my kids outside right now. So, (laughs) you you made it as a parent, you did a good job. But, um. (laughs) ah, yes, thank you, thank you. I mean, she did ask me for money, of course, because they're going down to the coffee shop. But I'm like, oh, it's so cute. Her and her little friend's going down to the coffee shop. <laughs> it's hot out there today. Okay. But anyways, well, I guess we'll wrap it up there. Okay. I feel like that was pretty good. Yeah, we got through a lot. All right. Awesome. Cool, cool. Um, Okay. So um, uh, do right. you want to so do the wrap up? Thank
1: you guys up? so much for listening to us. <laughs> um, we're our Two Little Birdies Podcast. You can follow us on Spotify, Google, and Apple. Um, please follow us on Instagram, uh, Two Little Birdies Podcast. You can email us at two little birdies podcast at gmail.com. We thank you guys so much for listening.
0: Have a great day. Thanks. Bye, guys. Have a great day. <laughs> Bye. Bye.